When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Welcome back to the show, everybody, on this Saturday morning. Um, today, I'm very honored to have the GOAT of the spread offense, uh, Coach Ron Mackey. If you're on social media or YouTube, you'll know who he is. Reevaluate your life. You should already know who he is. Um, so, Coach, anybody that lives under a rock, could you, would you mind introducing yourself? Yeah, man. Uh, first, thank you so much for having me on and uh, for making me blush this early Saturday morning. Uh, my name is Coach Ron Mackey. I am a football coach in South Carolina. I am now currently, when you're listening to this, I don't know if you're listening to this in the future or not, I'm at uh, Batesburg Leesville High School. It's a small two-way school in, near Columbia, South Carolina. And this is my 11th year coaching, sixth year as an offensive coordinator. Now I just asked Coach, they just had a game last night, and they won, so congratulations on that. I appreciate it, man. I appreciate it. We are fighting for our lives in Illinois to play, so I'm living vicariously through every coach out there. I'm like, run the, just run the spread. That's all I'm saying. You do that, and you'll be fine. Hey, live through me, baby. We uh, set a school record. We had a, our wide receiver, our Y, uh, caught eight passes, five of them for touchdowns, and had 284 yards. Just, so it broke a 25-year record, so that's always nice. So Mike Leach did his thing. You guys did your thing. So yeah, it's just, yeah. and it, the crazy thing is they played man the entire time. They played okay. man, and we exploited our – they put their probably their slowest guy on our fastest. So I was like, what would Leach do? And I called six like ten times, and eight <laughs> of them went for scores. <laughs> six and mesh. That's all you need right there. That's it. I didn't even get the mesh. I was just like, you know what, we, we're just going to go deep. Screw it. You know it's a good game when your quarterbacks – uh, looking at you on the sideline and giving you the six call. And then when you call like a stick or a quick screen, which 
they're just like, damn it. I want to, I want to <laughs> throw deep. Let's throw deep. I'm like, I like that mentality, man. I love it. I love it. Uh, we'll get to that here in a minute, probably. Um, first question I ask every single coach is how'd you get into coaching? Because I wanted to do this. I was 15, 16 years old. I knew right then. Um, and everybody has a different way of how they did it. It's never been the same um, answer. And I love it. So how'd you get into coaching? Cause I'm losing my hair. That's why I have the hat on. We don't I lose my hair. So uh, first off, that's why I'm wearing the hat too. I'm losing mine as well. Um, I come from a long line of coaches. I really didn't want to be a coach. If I'm going to be completely honest, I come from a line of basketball coaches though. Um, my dad's a basketball coach. My grandfather was a basketball coach. My aunt, um, was a basketball coach. My cousin is a D one basketball coach. I played basketball. I like to tell everybody I was the best middle, best shooting middle linebacker. I was like 240 in high school, but I, you know, I didn't get past or come in the lane because I would have gotten swatted. I have like a two inch vertical. Uh, I went to school to play football, hurt my arm. And then I went the academic route. Luckily I had my father who and mother who was telling me, you know, get your grades as well. And I wanted to be a computer scientist and mathematician. So I don't even have an education degree. I have a dual degree in uh, mathematics and computer science. And I dabbled here and there when I came back to, to my hometown, I volunteered and stuff like that. And then to the 2008 market crash happened and I couldn't get a job. And since I had a math degree, I was able to get a math teaching spot and I, a coaching spot opened up and I, that's how I got into it. Ben, I was, I was on the defensive side for three years as a linebacker because I played uh, linebacker in high school and college. And then when an opportunity came on offense, I jumped at it. So I was a running back coach for two years. And then I got, I was able to parlay that into uh, offensive coordinator. So that's how I got into it. Very not exciting. <laughs> you lost me at math. Me and math don't get along. Once you said math, I stopped. Um, you don't hear that a lot, math teachers being football coaches. It's PE or social studies. Yes, and the crazy thing is I was math. I had a very difficult class. Um, God, what was it? It was uh, nonlinear algebra or something like that where I just went in. I saw the material that I was supposed to do that day, and I was like, nope, I'm changing it. So I went PE, and I did PE. I was in school for six years. I'm one of those guys. I did, P I did math for two years. I went to PE, so none of my – uh, credits transferred and one day I'm just sitting there in a tennis class hitting a birdie up in the air and I go oh my god I am spending so much money at the school hitting a birdie up in the air and there's someone else that is doing the same amount of money being spent but they're trying to cure cancer something's wrong here and uh I was like I'm going back to math and my wife at the time was like okay that's smart because I was <laughs> I've never told this story I had a tennis class and growing in, in college, I'll, I'm still this, but I was an extreme smart ass and we had to write a paper. And I, I did the paper on the French open. And I said, I basically turned it into the French were pansies because they had clay courts. So that was more defense style. It was very tongue in cheek. I was trying to do like Stephen Colbert, my poor man, Stephen Colbert. <laughs> And uh, I didn't know it, but the, the tennis teacher was a French person. So she didn't take very kindly to that. And uh, she called the, um, the, the department head and I had a meeting. Like she was accusing me of being racist and everything like that. And we, I was like, it's just satire. I just thought I was a comedian and, and just having fun because I, I literally 
thought this assignment was very stupid because that I mean dude we had some of our guys and girls in that class like staying up till two three o'clock in the morning like sweating over it and everything because it had to be like three or four pages and you know this is PE so they're not used to writing that and I'm just having fun with it just going with it Wikipedia doing everything and um, my I was fussing like yelling at them we had a screaming match because I'm an asshole and 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 the thing and my wife was outside who was my girlfriend at the time and she heard everything so when it came out she was like you're going to math you're gonna you're gonna switch because you can't deal deal with this and I was like okay and that was the smartest the second smartest decision the first one was asking her to marry me the second one was it was changing to math uh that's a lovely story uh that just made my Saturday everything the rest of the day does not won't meet, meet, live up because to that. that's such a low point everything that's going to happen after this is going to be so high for you because that was an uninteresting story i can't even remember i i apologize i shouldn't even i totally forgot about that and i just went down memory lane right there hey you know that's why i call this the sidelines because anytime the sidelines you just talk sometimes you're just talking <laughs> that's how i came up with that name it's stupid but it works for me so it does uh see now i forgot i forgot i was gonna say something i forgot it's fine we're fine. Um, um, so how did COVID affect things for you guys? I know every state was different. Um, in Illinois, I only have to be around the kids for two weeks during the summer. It depends on the, the state, the school district. I accepted a new football job during COVID, which here I am. Congrats. <laughs> Thanks. I became a run coordinator. It's just a fancy way of saying you're the offensive line coach. And I said, okay. Uh, any run play we put in is up to me. <laughs> As long as I get it approved, it's up to me. Uh, I'm trying to convince them for inside zone. They're not big on it. I'm pushing, pushing. We're a big power team, so I'm okay. pushing inside zone. They're like, eh, eh. I'm like, no, it's okay. You got me now. We got it. It's okay. Yeah. Um, so how did COVID affect all the things over there? Well, uh, I, too, am – this is my first year at this school. So I was at my old school. Uh, the head coach and I didn't see eye to eye. He wanted to go more ground and pound. And, you know, I'm always like, be who you are. So I was like, that's fine. So we, so I got this new job and then COVID shut down. So I only saw my kids two weeks because we, we didn't meet until June, the middle of June, we got a week. Then all of a sudden, uh, the cases spiked. So they shut us down. So we were shut down for three weeks and we came back in August. We had another week. We were finally able to put on helmets. We couldn't even throw the ball for those first two weeks. We had to uh, fake throw and everything. So we were trying to just go over the formations and kind of hit the plays. It was a lot of Zoom clinics. But the good thing with the type of offense that we do, and y'all saw it Mississippi State, LSU, we just do the same thing over and over again. So I wasn't really that worried. And we're going through, when we finally got to throw the ball, I was able to introduce, we call it the perfect drill, settle up a noose. Uh, pat and go routes on air and we just do that every single day well now I, the kids know it I don't even have to say anything like they know what to do it's always the perfect drill for two minutes then pat and go then routes on air quick game routes on air drop back screens seven on seven team boom we're done so it, if I was putting in a different offense like the wing tee or stuff like that that was a little bit more intricate or the pro style or things like that I would be sweating bullets right now but since we i was able luckily to get everything in and we're going like straight up old school some plays are only to the right some plays are only to the left um it's it's actually helped 
And it's given me an excuse to simplify even further because now, you know, if you say I want to simplify, everyone kind of looks at you like, what the hell are you talking about? <laughs> but now you can go, hey, COVID, we don't have time to, to rep it on both sides. So we're just going to run it on this side. And like, okay, that's smart. So it makes me seem a little bit smarter, but I'm stealing from Hal Mummy and <laughs> Mike Leach. So, you know, still from the best. Well, uh, like you and Coach Allball are the reason why I did a podcast or anything like that. You guys were having fun with it. That's kind of where it came from. So that's why I call you guys the goats of doing that. You guys and Joe Daniels and all that. Yeah. And I'm like, and getting you, I had Coach Kurt Hines on the other day. That was shooting my shot. You're on here now and shooting my shots. Now the podcast is here. It's going to go up to here now. Hopefully. Yeah, man. Shoot your shot. It's already here. Don't, don't, <laughs> you know, it's, now it's going to go into space. It's up in the air. Above the clouds, now it's going in the, I don't know, I don't know, was stratosphere? Is that it? Is that the technical term? You're going to make me Google. I'm from the cornfields. I don't know what that means. I don't understand <laughs> what that is. The deep south. If I can spell my name, it's, it's, a, it's a win. Well, that's why I'm Coach Steve. I won't go into my last name. We don't even worry about that. Um, so how did you go from playing defense, coaching defense, and saying, I want to do offense? Um, I've always wanted to be offense. Then a head coach made me do defense. And I hated it at first. I said, this is stupid. I hate this. But then now I understand defense so much better when I'm on offense. I'm like, this is why they do this. This is why they do this, blah, 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 blah. So did you always want to do offense when you got into coaching? Or like, what was that switch like? Or was offense your calling? Like, you already knew that's what you wanted to do. No. And here's what led me into why I like passing. There's a long-winded approach. In college, uh, you know, college being college, my roommate and I, we, we were huge 24 fans, okay? So we this, – this was the time when Blockbuster, you were able to, like, get the ultimate passes before Netflix. You know, you can pay a certain amount and you can just auto-rent. So we did that and we went through, like, a whole season. Well, we were having some adult beverages because I was of age at that time. <laughs> and the season ended that we were watching and both of us were too lazy to get up. So when we were like, okay, whatever this channel, whatever's coming on, when I turn off this PlayStation, uh, this is what we're watching. And lo and behold, it was Mike Leach. It was, it was Mike Leach in Texas. So I fell in love with, with the pass. And I've always been a defensive guy just because I was too slow to play offense. I played at, a, at the high school I was at. We had some dudes, and we, we won the state in my 11th grade year. We lost it in my 12th grade year. So I had some dudes that I wasn't better to beat out. But the teams that we played, um, they didn't run the wing tee or the flex bone. I had my best games as a linebacker against those teams. They ran the spread. That's when I started coming up. And I, I, I couldn't tell you, man. Sometimes I would drop back and they're running draws. Sometimes I would come up thinking I'm going to get a sack and they throw a screen over my head. It was the worst offense I ever played because I hated it. And that was in the back of my mind. And like you said, uh, when you're on defense, you kind of learn what hurts the defense. And I always wanted to, to throw the ball because there's just something I wanted. And then when the running back's position opened up, I went to my head coach and was like, hey, I know you're looking for a running back, back position. Could I be the coach? Because that was my way to get my foot in the door. And he was like, sure, whatever. And so he threw me a bone. And I was able to do things like perfect the, the inside zone like you. So I was on the running back. And I was like, okay, well, I, I need to know everything we do. So I dove into inside zone because we ran that a lot. And I learned, you know, what the aiming point is, what they're looking for. I dove into a GT counter because we ran that a lot. So, you know, aim a point, what you should do and all that stuff. And that led me further down the rabbit hole of just offense. So I dove into the end zone. Noel Mazzoni, huge fan of him. I've had him on a couple of times, and I'm always trying not to fan out, fanboy out. Uh, Tony Franklin. But 
their offense, if you get into it, it starts simple, but they give you everything else that you can. So, you know, that small playbook starts to get bigger and bigger. Whereas the air raid, every time you look at it, it's just so simple. And something just called to me. So when I was able to do it, I, I got on there and I was like, you know what, I just want to pass. Because in high school, I think coaches are afraid to give kids the ability to throw. They're like, I'm not going to put my job in the hands of 14, 15, 16-year-olds to make that decision. Yet we do it in the classroom because we're, we're all graded on standardized tests. So you, you coach them up and then, you know, you give them the test and whatever happens, happens. I'm, I'm the same way on the football field. I'm like, well, if we do it in the classroom, we should be able to do it in, on the football field. And I don't right. know if that answers your question or not, but. Oh, no, it's uh, perfect. Um, I mean, if, and then if you want to pass it, you just coach them up and figure it out. Like after, after that, I mean, it's the same thing as running the ball. You got to perfect the blocking scheme. Something's going to yes. happen. Like, you know, these coaches are talking to me about the run game and they'll draw some, it's the whiteboard talk, you know, you can draw something. Well, what if you see this? And I said, well, you do this and this, like there's always something, but you yeah. coach it up and get it out you there. You give them the tags. You give them the ability to make tags based on, you know, the fronts that they're given and things like that that happens. So I don't see why doing that to the quarterback is any different. Right. Um, no, it's funny. Uh, my high school, we ran – I used to call it the flex bone. I tell people, picture the Maryland eye, the old school Maryland eye. You have your quarterback, halfback, or fullback, halfback, tailback halfback was to the right or to the left and that was like our formation and so that's all I knew was option and run the ball I was going to coach I was going to do that and that spread was the forbidden fruit you weren't supposed to grab or anything like that if we were if we were in a spread it was just to run the ball it was just like well let's do this to do this real quick gotcha uh, and then I watched the I watched Oregon's Florida's when I was in high school then that Mike Leach game versus Texas I said that's it I gotta learn the spread I've got to learn this and uh, when you look at the spread, is very complicated. Then you saw the air raid passing concepts. I'm like, this is easy. This is so simple. I love it. Um, every school I've been at now, I try to bring it a little bit. I'm like, hey, why don't we do this? Yep. And they're like, no. Then they'll come back. Well, okay, and we'll and we'll do it. Um, so, how in the world did you come up with your YouTube channel? It's and like. You have the YouTube channel, you got your web, your website, you're on Twitch now. How does this just kind of happen? How'd you start it? And did you think it was going to be as big as it is now? Thousands no. upon thousands of people watching it. No, not at all. It happened when I had my little girl. Uh, when we had her, I, was, I just started being an offensive coordinator. So I had that going on and being a new dad. And my wife, I love her to death, she got me a GoPro. Because I use the GoPro, that's my bootleg uh, virtual reality. I put it on the quarterback, and I can see where he's looking. Well, it was my turn to put Arya down, my little girl, huge Game of Thrones fan. You don't don't get me started on season eight. Um, and uh, I wasn't tired after she went down, so I was like, you know what? I'm really not tired. I just want to put something up there. Uh, we were running a one a version of one back power RPO. I was like, I think other coaches will like that. YOLO. So I just put it on there. I got the whiteboard, put it in my, my lap. And I drew it up. It looked like a, the, the cam from freaking Cloverfield. I was all over the place and everything like that. And I uploaded it and it kind of took off. So I was like, oh, this is, there's other coaches watching this. This is cool. So I just started doing another one. I was, so I started out doing two by two, one back power. And I was like, well, we got three by one. So I did that, uploaded it. They, it took off. I was like, oh, dang, what else do we do? Oh, and then it just started going down there. And, um, I didn't expect anything to do it. This was now my hobby. Like I, I enjoyed it. I was able to talk to other coaches. I, my first head coach, I'm not head coaching. My first 
head coach that I coached under, um, he was a dick. Can't stand him. Can't stand him. I no love lost, whatever happens. And because he was a big bully. And I remember one game when I was on offense, we're playing a team. We were down by like four scores. So they were like, okay, let's, let's go empty and just throw the ball. And we got back and we lost by one. So that Sunday in the meeting, I was like, why don't we do that all game? Because it worked, you know, we got an athletic quarterback. He can throw, we got some guys and they laughed at me. And my head coach said, I I would never do anything. Just be grateful that you're on offense. And that really pissed me off. So I, I was like, okay, if I ever, I don't know everything, but whatever I learn, I'm going to share because I don't know if anyone else is, I'm not unique. Someone else is probably going through that same situation. I want them to know, Hey, you're not alone. There's a lot more people out there that work for dick bosses than you imagine. And I guess that struck a chord because I, a lot of coaches started watching. I started seeing how could I perfect my new hobby and one thing led to another, led to the podcast, led to the website and all that stuff. And now I'm here on the greatest podcast on the internet with you, man. So I appreciate it. Oh, man. I told you not to lie on the show. And now we're here. Never, uh, never. My nose isn't getting big. No, I had same situation. That's a different time. I worked for somebody like that. Our playbook was I was handcuffed offensive coordinator. Yeah. He looked at me one day and said, I want 50 formations. Literally sit down and draw up 50 formations. Okay. And then he wants outside zone, inside zone, power, counter, GT counter, trap, and then 20 passing concepts. And I was like, okay, how do you want me to single all that in? Because we were no huddle. Oh, uh -huh. yeah, I do this, 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 this. And I was like. So you look like a baseball player, a baseball I, coach out there? And, he went, and Dino Babers, we were, this is at Eastern Illinois, like the high school right down the street. And Dino Babers had just left. So the on the rage was the Baylor offense. Yeah. Jimmy G was there. Babers was there. Snapped the ball in 12 seconds. And I said, it's going to take me 12 seconds to signal in the play, let alone snapping the ball. Let's just say I ran my course and I left. I was like, yep. And I haven't called plays since. But every team I've been on, we've done something good. The team I was on was 10-1. and one. They made the playoffs for the first time since 1999. The next team, we were four and five. That was the best record since 2000. Nice. So, so they think I'm this luck charm. I said, if I don't call plays, I think it's okay, as long as I just coach. Um, no, I love your stuff because it speaks to me. I'm, I'm stupid simple. So your simpleness, it, it speaks to me. And I'm like, I understand it. Uh, some of your stuff that you put on there, I've never understood it. Then I'll watch it. And I'm like, oh, that makes sense. Um, where did my thing go? Oh, here we go. So feeding off that, what advice would you give to people? Because like, I'm trying to build relationships with coaches and getting out there and do this and that. So what advice would you give somebody that wants to do that stuff? Um, you mean not, like YouTube and stuff like that? Yeah, sorry, YouTube or podcasting or, or whatever, or maybe Madden stuff because you beat me one time and it still hurts me to this day. Uh, I was the Bears. That's my excuse. Uh, yeah, I totally understand. Um just really it's don't expect anything from it. Like if I went in thinking, okay, I'm going to, you know, humble brag. I, I got 220,000 subscribers just past that mark. I didn't go in thinking I was going to do that. I, uh, I didn't go in thinking that I was going to have my own website and stuff like that. It just kind of happened. If, if what you do, let's say, do you like YouTube or do you like podcasts better? 
For me, uh, I like this podcast thing, but I'm also dabbling in the YouTube thing. So okay, look at both. That's fine. But if if it's podcasting, which you want to look, go all in, man. What can I do to get this better? Um, and every show, this is what I do with my channel. I tried to get it one percent better every time I did something. One percent better. Also, um, shoot your shot, man. Like seriously, don't. What's the worst they're gonna say? No. Okay. <laughs> you know, that's, that's how I got Noel Mazzoni, Kurt Warner and all those guys. I was just like, Hey, shoot your shot. And again, don't be afraid uh, to get no and just have fun. Really. I look at it as a hobby. Like I, it, it's a fun hobby that I get taught to great coaches like you and to everybody else. I've built some amazing connections and it's all about giving just, just give. And it'll come back. I, as woo-woo as that sounds, I really believe if you just give, 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 something's going to come back to you. And if not, that's fine. You're helping other people out. Yeah, I look at this as this is like a hobby. Like, I schedule it, but it's a hobby. I like doing it. It's free therapy, I think. I don't have to yeah. – I'm not in debt over it. I have, you know, whatever. I'm not spending money. Uh, so, I don't know why it was podcasting. Um, and then I was like, well, let me do the YouTube. So, I'm doing both. I try to do both. Um and I'm trying to reach out to people for advice on how to do it too. Like I'm not tech savvy. I'm trying to figure all that out. Um, it's slowly getting there. It's yeah, and, and that's the thing. A lot of people think that when you're and it, it the circle around of football is the same thing with my kids. You everyone expects to do something new and to be perfect at it. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. And that's not how it is. You know, the, the first step of getting good at something is to suck. Mm -hmm. Because once you suck, you're like, okay, how can I get better? And then the next one is like, okay, I know what you start going. Okay, I know what to do, but I'm not there yet. And you just keep getting better and just enjoy the process. That's really it. If you enjoy the process, you know, you're, you're going to get better. There's, you can't not get better if you enjoy the process. If you don't, like for me, uh, I enjoy getting live now. I'm, I'm doing a lot more lives on Facebook. I enjoy doing that because I like the interaction for you. You're crushing on the, on the podcast. So enjoy it. Like what's something I could do to make it better. Yeah. I, I almost get in trouble watching your Facebook stuff. As long as administration doesn't walk by, I'm like, yep, I'm watching this. <laughs> well, I'm in the middle. Of, it's like my planning period. I'm like, you know what? I, I think I can pop one off for six minutes. <laughs> Hopefully they, they won't come. Well, I'm in a Zoom class. I have to go in the building. I have no choice. So I'm in a classroom. I have the Zoom up. You can always probably tell my phone's right here. I'm probably like looking over and, you know, I have to have my camera. I can't turn it off. It has to be on. Kids have a choice. They can have it off. I have to have mine on. Uh, yeah. yeah. That's what, that's what it it's, is, man. It's, it's crazy. I, uh, the old school I was at, if I saw a phone from a kid, I had to take it. And, you know, I, I took it and just put it in a box. And at the end of the class, I gave it back because I didn't, I didn't want to turn it into the administration. And then the kids yell at it. It's like, I don't care. But here, the kids can be on their phone. It's, it's such an adjustment to me because they're just sitting here like this. And I'm like, dude, put your phone up. And then they go, oh, I'm doing your assignment. I'm like, oh, my goodness, you're doing it on the phone? But, yeah, it's a lot easier because the app that we're on, we, we're online, but we're hybrid. 
but they're all doing the same like type of program. And the program that we're doing is both web-based and has an app and the app is actually better than the web-based. So everyone's on their phone doing it. And I'm like, okay, <laughs> just don't bother me. I'm doing football right now. What a time to be alive. Yeah. I, I, uh, COVID phone for school and this and that. I don't know. Uh, so I just have like just a couple more. And we're done. I'll get you That's out of fine. here. So how do you handle all the fame? How do you handle being coach Ron Mackey? <laughs> no, uh, <laughs> there, there, I promise you it's no one's stopping me on the street and, and doing anything. Uh, I'll look at it as if people just reach out, it's like, it's awesome that people are reaching out. How can I help them? And if I can give some advice or anything like that, I'm like, okay. And it's kind of surreal. So I'm like, who the, who the hell am I? Like, I, I <laughs> but Hey, I, I wouldn't say I have fans that kind of, I have, I have friends. Yeah. Friends. Yeah. Well, you grind I don't like the word grinding, but sometimes it's the best way. Like you, you worked hard at this and now it's up here. So now you're that person that you, you reached out to people. Now you're that guy. So I think that's really awesome that it turns into that. Um, Cause like this podcast thing, me and my best friend growing up, we wanted to do the skip Bayless, Stephen A's, you know, talk back and forth, you know, like we might be better at it. We won't be such airheads about it, but yeah. And we talked about, it. I saw him Saturday and he goes, Hey, or last weekend, he goes, Hey, on Sundays, let's do a college football recap. Let's try to figure this out and start doing that. So that's yeah, where it's, that's where it's going. And I'm like, okay, that's what we've always wanted to do. I don't care if two people watch it. If we have fun, I, I don't care. That's it. Um, Cause we do it anyway. We'll text or talk on the phone and talk, talk shit to each other. Like, Hey, da, 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 da. you know, LeBron James, this or Kobe Bryant, that like it, it, that's what it was. Um, so I, I, I kind of want to do that and the football thing. So who knows? Who knows? Yeah, you can, that's the great thing about the internet, man. You, and don't sell yourself short. There will be people that want to listen to that and you'll grow your fan base. I promise. So how do you handle the old school wing T coaches talking shit on Twitter? I've had some coaches on here and, and they're, they're good guys. They run, they love their wing T stuff. They're pistol wing T's. And I like it. You look at the pistol wing T stuff. I think it looks great. I love offense. I can watch army play. I, I can watch anybody play pro style kind of makes me mad. Cause it's all over the place. Yeah. Um, I'll watch NFL, but it's like, um, I just can't stand the pro style. I even coached in it. And I'm like, well, I could do this in spread. Why don't you stay in spread the whole time? Well, you gotta go under center. And so how do you handle wing T coaches doing that? Um, I guess is the best question. How do you handle guys talking shit about it? And like, why do people hate air raid? Why do they hate the spread? Like you can run the ball and spread. I don't understand why you can't. I, I, I agree. I, I do this one. And this almost got me in trouble one time in the classroom. I look at it as a, it, it's trolling slash cyber bullying. And for the life of me, I don't understand it on the internet because they have this magical button called the block button. <laughs> and the moment people start like, firing shots i'm just like i don't even know you dude so block and i block them and i i, I don't know i think it's i have a little bit more love for flexbone coaches because to me the air raid and the flexbone are the same mm -hmm. uh one just pitches the ball backwards the other one pitches it forward the wing t coaches i think get a little anal about it because they're not giving their kids freedom and a lot of kids want freedom. Like, you go to any team, and before practice, what are they doing? They're not lining up in, in lines and doing a handoff drill. They're running around, throwing the ball and stuff like that. And I, 
I think subconsciously they know they want to throw the ball. Because if you talk to a lot of them and long enough, they're going to be like, yeah, there are best plays, the waggle. Mm-hmm. Or is some form of play action, and they start talking about it, and everyone likes throwing the ball. It's just, do you have, for lack of a better word, the balls to actually do it and give your kids the ability to make the decision? Because at the end of the day, if you're you're throwing a lot of interceptions and stuff like that, it's one of two things. It's one is you're not coaching it the right way, or two, you're just giving your kid way too much stuff and making him like pro style. Okay. If it's too high, you're doing this, 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 if they spin down to one high, then you're going to do this, 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 and there's a way to simplify it. And two, and the last thing is if you look at a lot of the wing tees, I know a lot of coaches sell a lot of things now, which don't get me on that, that soapbox because I mean, to me, there's always been coaching products. It's just been, hoarded by championship productions or coaches choice and things like that things that really gouge the coaches that have produced that stuff i like i don't know if you know this but championship productions let's say i'm like hey steve i want you to make me a four dvd set on you know the inside zone you just go all balls out you can do whatever you want man just just make it uh then you make it you put your blood sweat and tears into it and then they go great um i'm gonna sell it at this price you can't tell me what to sell it for and I'm only going to give you 10% of the sales. The, it now, uh, now I own everything. And uh, I just think that's wrong. And now coaches are like, you know, you got to coach tube and, and things like that. I sell some stuff as well for other coaches. And we give the coaches that do the work most of the money because they did it. And I think the wing T guys, they see that. And they see how a lot of now – now it's kind of opening up because it's, it's, it's a lot of guys that pass the ball. So you get things from like Patrick and Drew and stuff like that. And guys are having success throwing it. And they're like, oh, my God, this, is, this really is as easy as they said it is. Mm-hmm. And wing T coaches that like to bitch a lot, they're like, oh, crap. Now they're kind of learning how to pass the ball. Why do they need to run the ball? So you see them now. They're, they're adding in air raid type principles and things like that. And it's kind of like the trolling. I'm going to poke. So that when we get in an argument, now they're going to click on my profile. Now they're going to see my stuff. Now I'm kind of relevant. And I see a lot of coaches fall for it. And it's just like, you know, from a distance, two people yelling, they both look like idiots. So if, if someone's going to shoot shots on you on social media, just block. I, I don't even treat social media like social media. I treat it like business media. Like these are the people I want to learn from. I'm going to follow them. I'm going to learn something from them. If someone posts something that I don't like, I know that I'm creating my own bubble echo chamber. That's fine. I'm not the only one. I'm going to block it. I'm not going to get any financial advice from people from Twitter, uh, political advice from, from just a random person from Twitter. Uh, no, I'm just going to block them. And that makes things very simple. Yeah. Uh, I just love offense. So I watch anything. So I never understood it. Like, I, yeah, I will sit down and watch Army just run the, the flex bone for 99 yards, and I'm like, damn, that was, that was great play calling. Mm-hmm. Like, as long as you're scoring, I will watch you. I, I, I don't care. Right. I, and, like, on another coach's podcast, they had me on. They said, why the spread? And I said, well, I feel like you could do anything. So, like, if we have kids come in one, one year and we, we have the kids to run the ball, well, I'm going to have a hand down tight end instead or an H-back, and I can run the ball. I can still pass it, but I'm still going to run the ball. I feel like you could – go backwards to the run instead of being a wing T and trying to spread it back out. You go to the wing T coach, say spread it out there. I look at you like, so you speak in Spanish? Like, what's he talking about? Spread, if you say 
bring a hand down tight end and H back and just run the ball, but you still have corner or stick on the other side. It's like, okay, I understand it. I, I don't. Yeah, so I think simple. it's easier to pass to run, to set up the run, than it is to run to set up the pass. That's just me. No, I agree. Um, I agree, but I'm also not an idiot. Like, if we have kids to run the ball, we're going to run the ball a little more. If we can, the kid that can just sling it, we're going to sling it. Um, so when you go into a game, are you Mike Leach? We're going to pass ball every freaking time. Or are you saying, okay, I'm going to run the ball this time? Or do you call the pass plays and the quarterback says, I'm going to run the ball? I have given – okay, so at my previous stop, I wanted to, but the head coach was in my ear and was like, run it, run it, run it, even when we had like a seven-man box. And we we had discussions on that. Like, you know, you can't mathematically – and that that's a part of my logical brain. I'm like, we can't. We've got five or six if you count the quarterback. They've got seven. Mathematically, they outnumber us. Uh, here, though, the head, my head coach, man, he just goes score. I don't care how. Uh, score so I am I'm, I'm going in there like I'm gonna throw the ball a lot if you got six in the box I'm gonna throw it I just I think we can do that sometimes I'll give my quarterback like a check where he can check it at the line to whatever the best run is and the best thing and that that that's brand new this year I haven't done it but talking to a bunch of other coaches that do it it just something this year I decided this year I'm just getting weird like everything I've wanted to do but didn't have the balls to, it's like I have an excuse now because I don't know when um, we're going to get shut down for quarantine or something like that. Like we already have one team that's missing three weeks. We don't know how that's going to play out for the playoffs and everything. So it's like if you need an excuse to get weird, this is the perfect time. And I decided I'm going to give – I'm going to open it up to my quarterback because they're out there on the field to make it. And so he, he's making some good decisions and stuff like that. And sometimes I have my head – I have a former head coach that's a wide receiver coach now up on the box, and he's like, hey, coach, man, they, they really got three people in the box. We might want to run it. And I'm like, okay, okay, I'll, I'll, I'll do that. But if I can, man, I'm, I'm slinging it. I just – there's just something about the past that I, that I love. So that's, that's me. Yeah, I'm torn down the middle. I love passing the ball. I love spread. But I was an offensive lineman, so there's something about – I don't care if it's inside zone running the ball sometimes. Like, oh, I love it. You got five yards on the run play. I love it. And so that's why I like being a running game coordinator. But at the same time, I could tell them, hey, you can still pass the ball. Like, don't worry. We're, it's okay. But if I see, like, five or six men in the box, hey, we could do this. Like, yeah, it's fine. Um, so how far is Mississippi State going to go this year? I, I loved know, it. I loved it. Yes. Yes. I'm my – Dude, I'm going to run around my neighborhood butt-naked if he beats Nick Saban. Like, I don't oh. care. I'll, I'll, I'll spend a night in jail. <laughs> and, and I will get thrown in the papers, and I will smile as I'm getting my mugshot. But I am excited. I think the, pand- the Atlantic had a, a great article, why this pandemic actually works for the air raid. Because other teams have such extensive playbooks, and, you know, Leach gets his in in, like, four days. Because it's the three-day – I didn't know this until – Drew told me it's three normal days, but one of those days before you even get to the three install days is just straight up six, straight up six and teaching the tags because that builds on everything else. And I'm a little disappointed that we didn't get a chance to do that this year. Cause I was planning on doing that. Yeah. I mean, it's COVID year. So I told the coach we play in February or first games in March, anything we have, you ever wanted to, he's a first year head coach. So I was like, anything you ever wanted to do, we can do it now. Yeah. Like, Get weird, man. Get weird. Whatever yeah. it is you want to do. If you want to run the run and shoot, 
run the run and shoot. If you want to install, like I have a buddy, um, I have a membership, like a high level membership where I got like 30 other coaches in there and we meet twice a week. It's called the touchdown lab. And I told him, I was like, Hey, if y'all want to get weird, this is when you should get weird. And a guy, one of the coaches, Jacob Morris, he loves Baylor. Like I love Baylor's offense when Art Browse there. This man like loves it. He scours the internet more than me. And he got in touch with a couple of guys and he figured out the secret sauce. So he went, you know what? I'm going to run Baylor stuff. And dude, we watch film twice a month. We meet up and we watch film together and what can we work and what can we not? And he showed his film. He scored 50 points. That was the first game he won in his conference at that school since 2008. And they won 50 to 30. And he's running the legit stuff. Like one side of the field is running the option routes. The other side just takes two steps and just looks. Mm-hmm. And they're going, hurry up and things like that. So I, I'm with you, man. Tell your head coach, whatever it is he wants to do, do it. Because like you said, you can. You got time now. Right. Um, it's funny. When Dino Babers at Eastern, I helped spring ball. So I was around them with Jimmy G and Dino Babers. So I got to see a little – he brought that Baylor stuff with him. Yes. So I got to see it a little bit. Funny story. It's funny to me. It's not funny to everybody else. Illinois was like 55 degrees, 60 degrees in the spring. So we're in like long sleeve shirts or shorts. We're fine. Babers comes out and like this parka, a hoodie, a parka over it, a hat on, gloves, sweatpants. He's wobbling around like fat man, a little coat, like walking out there. What are you doing? He goes, I coach in Texas, Hawaii. This is ridiculous. Like this, this, and that. And he has a stopwatch because they have to go fast. If they don't, I've never seen a guy throw a fit. They snapped the ball in like 13 seconds, two times in a row. He threw the biggest fit I've ever seen. He couldn't hit the button because his gloves are so thick. He was trying to – and I'm set up practice, and I'm, I'm laughing. I'm like, this not, that's funny to me. And I'm now seeing him in Syracuse, which is even colder than Illinois. Yeah, I know. Like, I know. now you're there. Uh, but he's got a dome. I'm, I'm sure that's why he went. Oh, I'm sure. Um, so we'll slowly get you out of here. Um, what's your favorite Marvel movie? Oh, great. Great question. Okay, do I – is the Avengers a part of it, or does it have to be a standalone? It could be any of them. Any okay. Of, I don't care. I love – I'm, I'm going to have to lump – I'm cheating, but I have to lump all of Captain America's movies. The first one, Civil War. Um, the second – dude, I actually, I have to say the second one. Second and Civil War. There's just something mm-hmm. about Captain America that just gets me excited. I love it. Anytime that second one is on, um, my wife and I just stop and watch it. I think I, I have a thing for Chris Evans. I think he's amazing. As like, I don't think they could. I know Robert Downey Jr. is like Iron Man, but to me, the perfect uh, hire was Chris Evans as Iron as uh, Captain America. Like, I don't think I don't know how this Bucky and and Falcon is going to go on Disney Plus because it's like I need I need Captain America, man. I think he was the perfect hire, and I think Cumberbatch was the perfect hire for Doctor Strange. I don't know why I'm a Cumberbatch fanboy. Oh, yeah. Sherlock, man. Yeah. Sherlock. They're talking about making another season for that. I keep waiting to see. Um, Dude, have you seen Luther? No. You need to watch Luther. It's uh, Idris, you know, the big old black dude that was in The Wire, was Uh um, Stringer Bell in The Wire. He's a cop in Luther. It is really good like it gets kind of weird season four season five but the first three seasons you need it's it's a british show so there's only like six 
hour-long episodes. It is really, really good. I recommend that to anyone that likes Sherlock. Uh, we started watching Lucifer on Netflix. It's pretty good. Um, I am watching The Boys. We need to have, watch. That's the next one. Have you one. seen that? No, that's on our list. Oh, my God, dude. I, uh, so this is, this is my Friday. I, the school I'm at now is an hour and a half away. So I, I'm, I'm driving. So I have to leave my house like at 545. Uh, the kids don't get there till nine. Teachers have to be there at seven thirty. So I pull up about seven fifteen on Fridays. I pull up with a Hardee's. I got to get my biscuit and gravy and biscuit. Go to my desk. I sit down. Prop my phone up. I'm watching the boys. <laughs> I put a sign out on my door that says, "In a virtual meeting, please don't, <laughs> please don't bother." <laughs> and I'm watching the boys on my data because I, I you can't watch it. It's it's not appropriate on school internet, but you know your own phone internet, dude. The last episode, man, I I was you know a show's good when you're watching. You go, oh my god, what in the world? And and now they're releasing it once a week, so it sucks because I like to binge watch. Yeah, I, I've said this to somebody before. I'm a big Walking Dead fan. I know people say it's gone on too long. I stopped but it's watching good. it, man. I I, well, here's what I say. Season seven and eight kind of ruined it. Jeffrey Dean Morgan's fantastic. He is my favorite character, but the storyline sucks in seven and eight. It's only a two-week span, but it stretches for those two seasons. Season nine and ten have been the top back to season three and four. They're so good. The season finale got cut short because of COVID. It's coming tomorrow. They're going to release it tomorrow. It's going to end next season. They're going to have one more season. Uh but Are I they doing it. a spinoff? Yeah, they got a couple. They're supposed to do movies, uh, and then they have a spinoff, and then there's another spinoff. But they all are in the same thing. They're all supposed to come together at some point. Like okay. it's, But I love it. Um, see, we got off topic. It's okay. Um, I love, My Marvel movie, I said Endgame was the best one when I first saw it, mm. but I think I got caught up in the story. I was like, I have to go with Endgame just because – or uh, Infinity War. I love Infinity War. Uh, but I love Doctor Strange. I don't know why I love that one. Really? It's one of, yeah. I, I first watched Doctor Strange, and I was like, it's okay. But now I can just turn on and watch it any day. I don't know why. All right, let me flip it on you. What was the weakest one? I hated Iron Man 2. I didn't really like it. Um, and I hated the original Hulk. I did not like that one. With uh, Eric Bana? Yeah. Or, I did, yeah. Or, I, I hated that one. Um, there was another one I didn't like. I can't remember. Those are some of my weakest. I would say, and I can't watch it now because it's super sad, but I like Black Panther, but I didn't like it when it came in the phase. Like, I, I felt like that movie should have been phase one where they introduced all the other characters. Because when I was watching, I was like, okay, where, where are the other? Because at that time, we got spoiled. We had... You know, there's multiple characters in each movie. Iron Man had Captain America and stuff like that. Captain America had Black Widow and, and, and stuff like that. And it was just Black Panther and no one else. And, mm -hmm. you know, that led right into Infinity War. So I was anticipating more people in Wakanda. But that to me, and I, I'm going to be honest, man, I'm, I only saw Doctor Strange once. It didn't resonate with me, which is, which is totally fine. It's just that movie, I was just like, I'm going to watch it just to watch it but I haven't gone back to it. Well, my best friend said it was his favorite movie. So when I watched it, I went into it like, oh, this is going to be awesome. And that was my problem. And I was like, it's okay. And then I rewatched it again, rewatched it again. And I'm like, I think it's just been a cover badge I can watch. I'm like, okay. Um, 
You said I was on acid on that. That movie would freak me out, man. Well, that's why I'm afraid of the new one they're going to make. I don't know what that's going to look like. Yeah, I can't wait. WandaVision's coming out too, man, in December. Yeah, and then it's supposed to feed into that Doctor Strange movie. I'm, I'm, I'm curious what that's going to look like. And then I think an underrated two was Ant-Man. I love the Ant-Man movies. Yes, Paul, I'm a huge Paul Rudd fan. People hated Ant-Man, and I said, this is an underrated movie. Yeah. It's, it's funny. It's, it's perfect Light-hearted. for Lighthearted, yeah. Yeah, I, and they're like, no, no, it's one of the worst. And I was like, Get. he brought the comedy part to it. Like, it's Paul Rudd, you know. He looks like he's 25. Like, he, he, he brought that into it. He's, he's a freaking vampire. Um, well, Coach, that's all I had. I wanted to end it on something non-football. It's, it's fun to do that. Um, I appreciate it, man. Thanks for having me on. No, this, this was me shooting my shot. I don't think it can go any better than this. I got you. And I had Coach Kurt Hines on the other day. I'm done. I think I'm done now. Like No, no. Could... Only the beginning, dude. Only the beginning. Well, Coach, I appreciate you coming on, spending your time doing this. I know you got a family to get back to. Um, I haven't gotten new Madden yet, so we got to play Madden. I'm not, okay. being the, I'm not being the Bears. Guys, quick story. I was going to play Coach. I was not going to be the Bears. He called me out for living in Illinois, not being the Bears. So I picked the Bears. Trubisky sucked. I blame it all. It's not the controller guy. It's, it's, it's not, the game. It's not. It's not. Yes, it's the quarterback. I completely agree. I completely agree. Well, to the six listeners I have out there, go check out Coach. Go check out his YouTube and everything. It's great. Yeah. Stuff. Hey, real quick, if you want some drills that you 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 can use every day, just go to a uh, mustrundrills.com. Okay, it's a website. It's got it's a page. It's got like five or six drills, videos, all that stuff. So for your six hundred listeners, uh, you can go there, man. Might be 600 total listens at some point out of 30 episodes. but 6,000, man. <laughs> we'll get there one day. Maybe one day. Uh, so, guys, go check out that out. Go check out his other stuff. Um, so, everybody out there, stay safe. Wash your hands. Wear your mask. We got to get out of this sometime. And I'll see you guys next time. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner.